0: My next guest is just 15 years old, but already he is extremely conscious of the impact the declining bee population is having on our world. In fact, he's so passionate about saving the bees, he's taking action and doing as much as he can to help restore and promote bee population in Ireland through his Plan B project. I'm delighted to have James McDonough, he's founder of Plan B, on the line with me now. How you doing, James? Hello, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Now listen, I, I'm i astounded by the work that you're doing here. Had to invite you on the show today. But firstly, tell me how did all of this start? So when did you first hear about the decline in bee population?
2: Well, when I was in first year, kind of around two years ago, um, I found out that our school, I, I, I'm in um, Belvedere College, um, and I found out that we actually had beehives on our roof. And... Um, I was asked to uh to help out um extracting the honey from the hives and then when I first did that I absolutely loved it from there. Um I mean yeah the honey the honey uh, processing kind of uh, method that was really cool but then I was kind of told more about kind of what's going on with bees and it's kind of saddening in a way um how they're kind of being treated. And um we have a beekeeper in our school um, and he kind of taught me a small bit um, around bees. And just, I think, this year, uh, I decided to start up Plan B.
0: Amazing. So so you had these beehives at the school, which is unusual. I don't think that there's many schools around the, the country that would have a beehive on the actual grounds, which is fascinating in in and of itself. But, you know, normally most 15 year olds would be concerned themselves with studies or sports or heading to disco, things like this, you know, but you are unique. You have, have you always kind of been so eco-conscious or was it just this kind of introduction to the bees and their treatment that you felt you had to do something?
2: Um, well, uh. Like my mom and my grandma has always kind of um, helped me with gardening, and they've always done gardening, and I kind of picked a small bit of of like um, kind of biodiversity, kind of from them. Yeah. Um, and certain kind of things like that, and um, like even sometimes you hear it in the news. Uh, kind of you hear a lot of like eco-friendly stuff in the news or online things like that. So that's kind of that's kind of where I first found it. Okay. And,
0: you know, you've taken real action to, to help protect bees through this lovely Plan B project. Tell me about the work that you're doing, because you've got three different phases to this.
2: Ah, yes. Um. So, phase one is already, it's kind of complete, but we're kind of boosting back up on it. Uh, phase one was giving out uh, free wildflowers all around my community. Um, now, we're hoping on doing this uh, phase one again at... um. This kind of October. Okay. For an awesome sowing of wildflowers, since that is actually the best time to plant wildflowers, isn't awesome. And um, we're hopefully doing it kind of every year, we're kind of going to keep on giving out wildflowers in phase one. Um, and then phase two is actually getting beehives um, so that we could uh, kind of get more bees almost. Like how we would do this is if we were to have a, a healthy queen or a healthy bee colony, then that queen will then lay more eggs, and then those more eggs will then become into more bees. Um, So that was phase two of um, how we're going to get the bee population up. Then we have phase three of um, selling bee products um, to then kind of help us again to maybe get more beehives, more wildfires, and then help the bees even more.
0: So keep it going, absolutely. And, you know, I've actually seen a lot of specifically created meadows with wildflowers that you're talking about cropping up around urban areas around here where I live. And some people will allow portions of their garden to go wild. Is, is this the kind of thing that will help uh, to, that we can be doing in our own neighbourhoods?
2: Um, yeah, it's really good. Like if you, like even on my green, uh, just outside my house, um, the council have um, kind of, I think, boiled away a lot of grass they've taken away a lot of grass and then they uh, put loads of seeds down there and that is really good like and um, they, they've actually done that in most uh, kind of small even parks or greens and um, kind of around uh, around the whole of Dublin and I, I'm not sure about Ireland but I think so maybe as well
0: yeah, it's it's, fanta- it's fantastic because we don't, you know, we're so obsessed with sort of cutting everything back and all the rest. There's no need for that. And we, we've seen it even, you know, in lockdown when we were all indoors, the way nature just took its course and, and grew and flourished, I suppose, as well, when we were all kind of in lockdown. But yeah. how, how concerned should we be about this? Like, how low is the population of bees at the moment? Like, is it frighteningly low?
2: Well, can I say um, in 2020, uh, kind of the winter, we had, uh, I think it was the lowest uh, bee colonies, like, declining oh. in 14 years. Wow. Which, that is a good sign, but, I mean, that's not going to last, because the only reason why is because um, no one was kind of moving around as much, um, kind of chopping away as much, taking away of kind of wildlife as much, and um, because of COVID in a way. Um, like, there's a lot less emissions as well uh, last year, because of a lot less transport and everything was kind of a bit more shut down. Um but like it's still it's still a lot of the colonies that was declining. Um and like the wildflowers and all that that is really good, but um I mean if we're still going to keep on killing away colonies then I mean there's no there's not much point really um, in planting the wildflowers because there's not going to be bees around to um kind of pollinate it.
0: Yeah. And like how important, because, you know, I've got small children, I've seen Bee Movie where they kind of go into this a little bit. How important and how vital are the bees to us?
2: Well, a quote from Albert Einstein was, um, if the bee disappears, then man will have no longer than four years left to live. Um, That's what Albert Einstein was saying. And... I kind of trust him in a way. I think he's a bit
0: smart. (laughs) He is. He is. Yes. Oh, my God. OK, so we won't have long. So we really need to be taking action. You know, we're so wrapped up in our own bubble at times. We can neglect things going on in the world around us. You know, we hear, you know, issues about uh, the fact that, you know, climate change is a huge issue. You know, the fact that we do need to be kind of more eco aware and sustainable. So how would you kind of encourage us to do small things? Is there anything small that we could be doing right now?
2: um well the wild the like the wildflowers and leaving let's say a patch of grass that is that is really good, but um other things like you could cycle let's say even to like um that actually like let's say if you could cycle to work um instead of driving like a lot of those emissions um they actually do affect bees quite a lot and also um uh, a lot of people have been asking me, what's a better, what's a more eco-friendly kind of pesticide to use? Or yes. Um, like, the pesticides that are used on the weeds are really bad for the bees. Like, they just kill them kind of instantly. Um, what's really good, and I've been using this out the front, uh, out my front garden, um, is actually boiling water. I I use boiling water on loads of these weeds um, instead of using, like, a weed killer. Okay. It's not uh, 100% uh, alike, like just a weed killer, but it is a lot better for the environment and for the bees.
0: And So it's about taking that kind of more sustainable approach when it comes to this. And I know I have to mention these guys because these guys are fantastic. The Café Dash in Dublin. Um, it's a really great sustainable cafe. They have been really coming on board and supporting your work as well, isn't that right?
2: Oh, they've helped me out so much. They have. Um, they, uh, they bought loads of t-shirts in the name of Plan B. And if, if you'd like to get a t-shirt, uh, you can get them on Instagram or you can get them on our website uh, at plan-b.ie.
0: That is fantastic. Well, James, I think what you're doing is, you know, really important. You're a really inspiring person who, who's doing a lot of great work through Plan B. I wish you all the very best of luck with this. And if you need any support or you would like us to promote your work, don't hesitate to reach out to us. But for now, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Of course. Thanks very much, Sinead. James McDonough, Plan B. So it's plan-b.ie. Okay, that's his website. And you can also follow him on Instagram as well, at Plan B. You'll find him there. 15 years of age. You know, he's doing an awful lot of great work for the bee population. And I know uh, this local area particularly has been fantastic. You know, I've seen a lot of these bee hotels cropping up, which is great. That's a great activity as well, by the way, for kids. And these wild meadows where people are just leaving, uh, you know, portions of their, their, their estates and letting sort of nature take its course. That is all going to really, really help. And as James said there, you know, trying maybe to just, you know, use less in terms of the, the pesticides and everything that are in weed killers and maybe just trying to cut down on our car use, because all of those emissions from the cars are really damaging the bees as well. So, food for thought there, and fair play to James McDonough. 11 to 1 on LMFM.
2: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time.